0: Liberty and truth. This is the new Freedom 1570. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul.
2: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. President Trump is continuing his four-day swing through the West. The president held a campaign rally in Colorado Springs, Colorado last night.
0: While the extreme left has been wasting America's time with vile hoaxes, We've been killing terrorists, creating jobs, raising wages, enacting fair trade deals, securing our border, and lifting up citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed.
2: His final event will be this afternoon in Las Vegas, where he holds another Keep America Great Campaign rally. He will then head back to the White House. Democratic presidential hopefuls growing more worried that Senator Bernie Sanders could emerge from the March 3rd Super Tuesday primaries with an insurmountable lead. Bob Agnew reports. So far, Senator Sanders and South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete
0: Buttigieg have effectively split the delegates from Iowa and New Hampshire. However, Sanders now enjoys a double-digit lead in the polls and is favored to come out on top in Saturday's Nevada caucuses. Sanders has kept his schedule light in Nevada, putting most of his focus on the Super Tuesday states. The self-described Democratic Socialist has drawn large crowds in North Carolina, Texas, Colorado, California, and Washington State. About one-third of all delegates will be allocated on
2: Super Tuesday. Bob Agnew reporting. Also at townhall.com, China has suspended more punitive tariffs on imports of U.S. industrial goods in response to a truce in its trade war with Washington. The finance ministry says goods affected by the latest reduction include industrial components and medical and factory equipment. The penalties were suspended for one year, effective February 28th. The cuts come as China struggles with the mounting costs of measures imposed to contain a virus outbreak that's closed factories, stores, and other businesses. Correspondent Jeremy House. The Dow is down 188 points. The Nasdaq off 114. More on these stories at townhall.com.
1: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Just after 11 a.m. here, working our way towards the noon hour on a Friday. Thanks for joining us on Freedom 1570. Up next, we have some truth therapy for you. It's Like It Matters Radio with Scott V. Black. Do stay tuned. Plenty to talk about today. Let's update your forecast. It's going to be a nice one. Lots of sunshine this afternoon, mid to upper 30s, and the weekend looks great as well. Saturday, mostly sunny. Sunday, mostly sunny with highs near 40 on both days. That is your forecast. Find us online at freedom1570.com. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes.
4: Here's some great news for people who plan to retire one day. The Sheila Franks Financial Hour is on the air. You know Sheila, or you should. She's CEO and founder of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors Company. Her team has won the People's Choice Award as the best tax preparer for Osseo, Maple Grove, Champlin, and Dayton. Her advice may be the best thing you hear all weekend. It's an hour of insight, information, and strategies you can use to build wealth and keep it. Live good, retire well.
0: Listen to the Sheila Franks Financial Hour, Sundays at 1 p.m. on Freedom 1570. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those
5: of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus healthier relationships and breaking free from trauma that's held you back the time is now for like it matters radio with your host Mr. Scott V Black
6: it's a great day to be alive welcome to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am your blessed radio host you radio life, Caddy, and you can call me Mister Black. And today, on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about a leader, a leader, uh, and it is uh, Black History Month, and so I thought it'd be appropriate to uh, to focus a couple shows on some outstanding great leaders who also happen to be Black Americans, African Americans in our in our racist world today. And by the way, the word racism. Uh, Boy, it's been another one of those words that's been propagated by the left, by the Dems to to, uh, abuse people, use as a cudgel. But I want to define for you racism. Let's keep it simple, soldier. Remember, part of this uh, radio show is about education, and that's not the learning of facts but the training of the mind to think. Racism has nothing to do with power. Racism has to do with race. Look at the word. Look at the etymological backgrounds. Race. Racism is using race as a factor in the decision making process. And there's lots of racism. Bernie Sanders said our system's entirely racist from top to bottom. He's right. Because unlike Dr. King said, that we should not be judged by our race, we should not be judged by external factors, we should not be judged by things we have no control over. Dr. King says that we should be judged by those things we do have control over. No different what Jesus said. Jesus Christ said, nothing that you put into your mouth makes you clean or unclean. It's what comes out of your mouth that makes you clean or unclean. Why? Because the, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's what Dr. King was talking about. He said we should not be judged by the color of our skin. He said, actually, quote, uh, for today, where my four children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And that is my dream today as well that I cannot decide what color my skin was. I did not decide what color my skin was when I was born. I did not decide decide what country I was born in when I was born. I did not decide my my height or my propensity to gain weight. None of that was my decision. And yet I'm judged by those things all the time. Uh, I'm not brown enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not rich enough. uh, I'm not well-to-do enough. I'm... We're all judged. But racism is using the color of someone's skin, their nationality, something they have absolutely no control over, to use as a deciding factor. If I like you or don't like you because of your race, I'm a racist. If I hire you or fire you because of your race, I'm a racist. If I want to befriend you or make you my enemy because of your race, then I'm a racist. So racism is everywhere. Black Lives Matter is a very racist group. You can't say Blue Lives Matter. You can't say All Lives Matter. Or you're attacking them. Why? Because all they care about is a race. Right? And let's be honest. We live in the time of the privilege movement, everybody's privilege. What greater privilege is there than to be proud of the way God made you? I think that's the ultimate privilege. You can be proud to be black You can be proud to be gay, you can be proud to be Hispanic, you can be proud to be African-American, you can be proud to be Asian, but you know what you can't be proud of? You can't be proud of being white, and today you're not even allowed to be proud of being American. So what we need to do is speak some truth to some of these lies out there. And today, I want to focus on a great woman, a great leader. Her name was Harriet Tubman, who happens to be black at a time when black people uh, were slaves, uh, were treated as less than, look at the Dred Scott ruling, that they were less than complete human beings, that they were less than a whole human being, and it rips my soul out. And as I've been studying uh, Harriet Tubman, it really does make me sad. It makes me sad for the human race. It makes me sad to be white. It makes me have a lot of empathy for people who have been treated that way. But let's be honest. You know, the Bible says uh, rejoice when people treat you poorly for Christ's sake. But boy, there's a lot of people call themselves Christians who are being treated poorly, not because they supposedly are a Christian. It's because they treat people like crap, because they do bad stuff, because they do mean things. And so Jesus didn't say rejoice when you get treated poorly because you're being mean to people because you're making poor choices. He did say when they uh, treat you poorly because of me. And the same thing, it rips my soul out to see how people of color were treated uh, because they were people of color. There's a lot of bad people out there today. Some are white, some are black, some are brown, some are yellow. And boy, when they screw up and they get in trouble... They go to, it's it's the Jesse Smollett thing, you know? I mean, he plays on the thing of racism, where he takes the worst form of racism, what white people did to black people, and would string them up and lynch them. And he puts a rope around his neck. And now that he's gay, one of the most protected classes out there today is homosexual class. It's protected class. You're cool if you're homosexual, and so he takes the fact that he's black and homosexual and uses that so he can make more money and attacks everybody that voted for Trump because everybody knows that all Trump supporters are racist. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And so one thing I learned about Harriet Tubman was that she was a woman of great strength and courage. It reminded me of, of the, the quote, uh, I don't know who wrote it, but it's called Courage versus Strength. It says it takes strength to be firm. It takes courage to be gentle. It takes strength to conquer. It takes courage to surrender. It takes strength to be certain. It takes courage to have doubt. It takes strength to fit in. It takes courage to stand out. It takes strength to feel a friend's pain. It takes courage to feel your own pain. It takes strength to endure abuse. It takes courage to stop it. It takes strength to stand alone. It takes courage to lean on another. It takes strength to love. It takes courage to be loved. It takes strength to survive. It takes courage to live. And that's why I love when I study the real civil rights movement. People like Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, people like Harriet Tubman. Or how about uh, um, Clarence Thomas. And one thing I love is the black community is always founded in a relationship with God, the God of the Bible. You know, Dr. King had a dream. Uh, and if you read his speech, and I did it last month, I always do it. We celebrate his birthday. Uh, I, I always read his entire speech. Because the reason Dr. King had hope, he had a dream, he had a vision, is because he knew the God of the Bible. Remember, Dr. King's true name on his birth certificate is Michael King. But his dad went to Germany and studied the Reformation and and Martin Luther and was so moved by the peaceful resistance of the Catholic Church that he went home and changed his name and his son's name. Look it up. Who was born Michael King Jr. became Martin Luther King Jr. So powerful. And the same thing with Harriet Tubman. As I read this, it's amazed that her love of God, her love of God. One of my favorite quotes by Harriet Tubman is, I had reasoned this out in my mind. There was one or two things I had a right to, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other. For no man should take me alive. I should fight for liberty as long as my strength lasted. So powerful. Another quote twain me, twas the Lord I always told him I trust to you I don't know where to go Or what to do But I expect you to lead me And he always did And another one I'm going to share with you Before we go to break I am at peace with God and all of mankind So that's the leader we're going to focus on today Today on Like It Matters Radio We're talking about Harriet Tubman The great leader that she was We'll be back in three minutes.
3: That's like it matters.net.
5: Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions.
7: You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947 800
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today, in recognition of Black History Month, I want to focus on a leader, an incredible woman, uh, an incredible leader, uh, a God-fear woman uh, who happens to be black. uh, At the time in this country where black people were were held as slaves. Uh, terrible time in the history of this country. And by the way, I saw a uh, article the other day, and uh, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, in in many areas in the world, over half the world, uh, slavery is still an ongoing practice. Now, it might be illegal in some of those places, but it's not illegal everywhere. But in some of the places, there's still legal slaves. I still remember. Uh, Reading uh, years ago, uh, after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed uh, by Lincoln, remember we didn't have CNN and we didn't have instant news, uh, it took a while uh, for the news to travel that people were freed. Uh, And uh, it was amazing because even after uh, some people found out they're freed, they, they didn't accept their freedom. They stayed prisoners. They stayed chained. Uh, even though they were able to get out the plantation, even though they were able to, to break their chains, that they chose to stay chained. Uh, and I think it's a powerful message for today because with all the freedom available, I mean, you look at the sports world, you look at the uh, the music world, uh, you look at the business world, some of the most successful people in the world are, are, are people of color. Most successful. I mean, Joe Plone. I told you a good friend of mine, I've had him on the show. He works for WWT, Worldwide Technologies. It's a privately held company. I think it's the largest privately held uh, company by an African-American, by a minority. A huge company, incredible company. What a great place to work, Joe loves it there. And so today, Freedom, when you look at Beyonce and Jay-Z, you look at someone like Kanye West, the impact, impacting millions of people. Uh, You look at people like Clarence Thomas. Incredible. Look at someone like Snoop Dogg. I mean, people who basically, you know, might not have a lot of what the world says to make you successful, but they have something that makes them so successful that millions of people follow, buy their stuff, and they're multi-millionaires, even billionaires. Some of the richest people. It's just amazing. Uh, the the founder of Esquire magazine, of uh, BET, uh, very wealthy people. It so shows you. That people can make it, people can overcome, uh, and you know, this week we did a show called Pressure. <clears throat> and you know, when I grew up, uh, I was uh, had a troubled childhood, and I uh, wouldn't wish it on anybody. But you know that the the struggles, having to overcome, uh, having to pick myself up on my bootstraps having to make things happen, even when life wasn't fair, even when I was treated poorly, even when I was homeless, even when I had to sleep in my car in the same city my parents lived, I used those things to make me better. Early on, it was bitter. But then I chose to use it to make me better. And as I talk about Harriet Tubman today, man, there's so much stuff that she went through that would make anybody bitter. But yet she chose to take the injustices of life, the unfairness of life. And because of her relationship with God, she chose to not only better her life, but the lives of those around her. So let me end this segment with a short bio of Harriet Tubman. And then in the next two segments, I'll go in further detail. <clears throat> so I got this from actually her website, HarrietTubman.org. Uh, Harriet Tubman uh, was born in roughly 1820, don't know the exact date of birth, but in Dorchester County, Maryland. Uh, she died March 10, 1913 in Auburn, New York. Uh, Harriet Tubman was born a slave. Her parents named her uh, Araminta Minty Ross. She changed her name in 1849 when she escaped. She adopted the name Harriet after her mother and the last name Tubman after her husband. Harriet Tubman suffered a head injury as a teenager, which gave her vivid dreams and hallucinations, in addition to sleeping spells. She was deeply religious, and according to her, it was her religious beliefs that gave her courage to rescue friends and family over and over again. Again, just like Dr. King, she had a dream because she knew the God of the Bible. She had a dream uh, because she knew about grace and mercy from Jesus Christ, and it was interesting. Because not only as a child did she not get the benefit of going to school, but it says here she remained illiterate for her entire life. Man, that's so stunning. Harriet Tubman was the most famous conductor of the Underground Railroad. In a decade, she guided over 300 slaves of freedom. Now, <clears throat> this is on her website, but I'll read further. that She actually says that she only guided about 70. Uh, but, uh, you know, history and lore... Uh, gets the number bigger, and she's so humble that she didn't want it to be overstated. But it doesn't change what she did, whether it was 70 or 300. This woman was a woman of courage, a woman of wisdom and understanding. It says from her website, though, in a decade she got over 300 slaves of freedom. Abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison thought she deserved the nickname Moses. She worked hard to save money to return and save more slaves. In time, she built a reputation, and many Underground Railroad supporters provided her with funds and shelter to support her trips. During the Civil War, Tubman served as a nurse, cook, laundress, spy, and scout. After the Emancipation Proclamation, she returned to Auburn, where she lived the rest of her life. She opened her doors to those in need. With donations and the proceeds of her vegetable garden, she was able to support herself and those she helped. She raised money to open schools for African-Americans and gave speeches on women's rights. Her dream was to build a home for the elderly. And in 1908, the Harriet Tubman Home for the elderly was inaugurated. not that incredible? So powerful. And this woman believed so much uh, in, in, in the power of commitment. The power of belief. You know, when I read this, I, I look at a woman That is a great leader. She had a fear for God. She had long suffering. She was willing to sacrifice. She was willing to do what it took. She was, even though she was illiterate, she was a woman of wisdom. A woman of understanding. See, I think today we put too much emphasis, if you will, on just education. And by education, now, I don't mean Einstein's definition. Remember, we use the definition of education here that it's not the learning of facts, but the training of the mind to think. And today, I think that we get so bogged down in the initials after a name, PhD or MBA or whatever, that the learning of information, that the checking of boxes, that we we don't have that common sense. You know, and common sense is really what it's about. You know, she she was committed. She had a belief that she's willing to follow through. That's so powerful. To understand that we can make things happen. We might not be able to save all the slaves, but we can save many. We might not be able to fix all the hurt in the world, but we can fix some hurt. We might not be able to change the world, but we can change the world of those in our world. See, she had an understanding. She had wisdom. And understanding is different from wisdom, but both are powerful and far more powerful than the sheer learning of facts and data. Charles Fillmore defines wisdom as intuitive knowing, spiritual intuition. And of course, in order to have that type of wisdom, you'd have to be connected to the God of the universe, which she was. And Charles said understanding Uh, is the ability of the mind to apprehend and realize the laws of thought and the relations of ideas to one another. To put it more simply, wisdom knows, understanding knows why. When your understanding is developed in both head and feet, not only will you have the light in mind, but you also have the ability to apply it in your world. This occurs through a process shared by Solomon in Proverbs of imparting knowledge, revealing application, which is wisdom, and impacting the heart, which is understanding. Understanding answers the question, what does this mean to me? The very best way to cause understanding, one that's even better than the illustration of story, is by getting the listener to actually test, apply, and do what you're teaching them. That's what I do in my leadership training. You can Go to likeitmatters.net and read it. Remember how Jesus sent out the disciples to go and do the same things he said and did. The very definition of the Greek word used for understanding uh, is the coming together of the perception with the thing being perceived. In other words, it's where theory meets practice. When that happens, you've got it. And Harriet Tubman got it. Dr. Martin Luther King got it. Clarence Thomas got it. Benjamin Elijah Mays got it. Rosa Parks Got it. And yet so many today uh, in in the so-called civil rights movement, they don't get it. They don't have a relationship with God. It's all about me, and you can't treat me poorly. I mean, one of the biggest things I was disappointed when Obama was president, that if I disagreed with him it's because I was a racist. The only reason I disagreed with him because he's a black president. And that was so offensive to me. Why can't I disagree with someone's philosophy, someone's beliefs, what they're doing, without having to do anything with the color of their skin? And so today, unlike it Matters Radio, we're talking about a great American, a great leader, a woman who had a love for God, had a love for her fellow man, was not going to be pushed, put down, pushed down, pushed around a powerful woman. As I study Harriet Tubman, I'm awed by her courage, by her wisdom, by her understanding. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And after the break, we'll go into depth on this incredible leader.
3: Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's
4: likeitmatters.net. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hairs resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, I com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenley, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to I You'll find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. ineedmorehair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's ineedmorehair.com. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. Check out iNeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's iNeedMoreHair.com, experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hairs resolution. Check out iNeedMoreHair.com.
3: That's likeitmatters.net.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. You can call me Mr. Black. And today, if you miss any seeing the show, you need to know that you should listen to the whole show. We call this an hour of power. Remember, our, our brain is the one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. Uh, We can keep it as young as we want. It has unlimited plasticity. Keep stretching it. Keep pushing it. Keep learning. And that's what this radio show is about. Inspiration, education, application. I want to inspire you. I want to give you hope. We live in a hopeless world. It's a dark world out there. So much bitterness. So much hate. So much anger. 60 million Americans struggle with depression. We live in a political climate where if you don't agree with me, then I get to be mean to you. Actually, only if you're a Trump supporter. Only if you're a Trump supporter, only if you're a Christian, and only if you're a white male, then I can be as mean to you as I want. But everybody else is a protected class. Everything else, whether you're talking about Islam or homosexuality or people of color or women or a Democrat, everything else is a protected class because we are a country of victims. That's why I love talking about uh, what we're talking about today, Harriet Tubman. You know, I love the, the true civil rights movement we celebrate Black History Month because... Man, these are people that were treated poorly, unfairly, unjust uh, because of something that had nothing to do with themselves because of, of the color of their skin. And it rips my soul out. It makes me embarrassed to be a human being. Uh, man's inhumanity. Man is well documented. Well documented. If you think about it, the entire beginning Christian church, people of the way, the whole Christian faith was basically founded by um, you know slaves. I don't know how else to say it. And because we have a problem with slavery, uh, because the way we treat the black people in this country, uh, when we the founding of this country, uh, we even mistranslate the Bible. You know, a lot of times people say that in the Bible it says that we're supposed to be servants to God. Well, actually, uh, if you read the right word, the Greek is doulos, it's slave. Slave. A slave. That's what the Bible says. You, you don't thank a slave for doing what the master tells them to do. That's scripture. You know, when people thank me for what I do, and I I quote that scripture, I'm just a slave. I'm just a slave to my Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm also a friend. I'm a co-heir of the kingdom of God. I'm a child of God. But I don't forget I'm also a slave. I'm branded by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, And when the slave does what the master tells him, you don't thank the slave, you thank the master. And so when people want to thank me for what I've done for them or the giving or being a conduit, I'm just a conduit for God's love. We're, we're called to be the hands and feet and heart of Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. The Holy Spirit's job on this planet is to enact the will of God. And how does he do that? He does it through the hands and feet and hearts and minds of his people. And one of those people that we're talking about today is Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, this is from History.com. Harriet Tubman was an escaped slave who became a conductor on the Underground Railroad, leading slaves to freedom before the Civil War, all while carrying a bounty on her head. But she was also a nurse, a union spy, and a woman's suffrage supporter. Tubman is one of the most recognized icons in American history, who just happens to be black. And her legacy has inspired countless people from every race, in every background. She was born around 1820. That's interesting because all the research had no one can give a birth date because of records, or maybe we didn't keep records on black people like that. Maybe we didn't keep records at all. I don't know. But there's no actual date, but it's always 1820. She was born on a plantation in Dorchester County, Maryland. Her parents, Harriet Green, uh, called RIT, R-I-T, and Benjamin Ross named her Ar- Araminta Ross, but they called her Minty. Uh, Rit, whose dad, worked as a cook in the plantation's big house, uh, and Benjamin, I'm sorry, Rit was mom, I'm sorry about that, uh, uh, Harriet. Uh, Ritt worked as a cook in the plantation's big house, and Benjamin was a timber worker. Araminta who we later learned was um, um, Harriet Tubman, because, remember, her name was Araminta, called Minty. But you're going to find out later she took on her mom's name. So she actually changed her first name to honor her mother, and that's how she became Harriet. Uh, but Harriet had eight brothers and sisters, but the realities of slavery eventually forced many of them to apart. Despite Ritz' attempts to keep the family together, they got separated. So when Harriet was five years old, talk about little Harriet now, she was rented out as a nursemaid where she was whipped when the baby cried, leaving her with permanent emotional and physical scars. As I read this, just the damage that was done, it just rips my soul out. Around age seven, little Harriet was rented out to a planter to set muskrat traps and was later rented out as a field hand. She later said she preferred physical plantation work to indoor domestic chores. Harriet's desire for justice became apparent at age 12. This is an incredible story. She spotted an overseer about to throw a heavy weight at a fugitive slave. And what Harriet did was she stepped between the slave and the overseer. And so she got hit. She actually took a bullet uh, for someone who looked like her. You know, she's called the, the, the Moses of slavery. And man, as I think back to the movie "The Ten Commandments" of Charlton Heston, and I read the Bible, the Book of Genesis, same thing. Moses was out. No, he was living in in, in the Pharaoh's house, but he saw one of his people, a slave, being beaten, uh, and he intervened. That's in the the movie Ten Commandments." As a matter of fact, uh, when when in the in the Bible says that Jesus came to the aid of somebody and wound up killing uh, another person and then actually had to go out hiding and running away because he had killed a person. Boy, such similarities there with Harriet Tubman and Moses. Not only did she free the slaves, not only did she go back and forth, but she also took a bullet. She later said about the incident where she, she got abused for a fellow slave, the weight broke my skull, she said. They carried me to the house all bleeding and fainting. I had no bed, no place to lie down at all. And they laid me on a seat of the loom. And I stayed there all day and the next. Again, reminds me of great people. Reminds me of Jesus. The foxes have, have dens and holes to lay their head, but the Son of Man has no place to rest. Same thing. Look at the bloody Christ on the cross. Man, Harriet Tubman's in great company. I'm sure she has a great spot in heaven. Harriet's good deed, by the way left her with headaches and narcolepsy the rest of her life, causing her to fall into a deep sleep at random. She also started to have vivid dreams and hallucinations, which she often claimed were religious visions because she was a staunch Christian. Her infirmity made her unattractive potential slave buyers and renters. Again, she was unrightfully. She stepped in, took the abuse that someone else had coming, or I'm not saying it was righteous, but was, uh, was being meted out to that person. And she took it for him, and she paid the price for the rest of her life. And yet, this is where Romans eight twenty eight comes in. God causes all things, not some things, all things, not the fair things, all things, not the just things, all things, to work for the good to those who love him or are called according to his purpose. And even though it did a lot of damage in her life, it did have one positive thing. It made her unattractive potential slave buyers and renters. In 1840, Harriet's father was set free, and Harriet learned that Ritt's owner, his her her mom's owner, last will, had set Ritt and her children, including Harriet, free. But is isn't amazing, but Ritt's new owner refused to recognize the will and kept Ritt, Harriet, and the rest of her children in bondage. So sad. Around 1844, Harriet married John Tubman, a free black man, and changed her last name from Ross to Tubman. The marriage was not good. And John threatened, now here's another black man, but he's a free man. The marriage was not good, and John threatened to sell Harriet further south. Boy, it's bad enough for for white people to treat black people that way. But for black people to treat other black people that way, it just rips my soul out. John threatened, her husband threatened to sell Harriet further south. Her husband's threat and the knowledge that two of her brothers, Ben and Henry, were about to be sold, provoked Harriet to plan an escape. On September 17, 1849, Harriet, Ben, and Henry escaped their Maryland plantation. The brothers, however, changed their minds. They turned back. They went back into slavery, stunning. With the help of the Underground Railroad, Harriet persevered and traveled 90 miles north to Pennsylvania, and freedom. Tubman found work as a housekeeper in Philadelphia, but she wasn't satisfied living free on her own. She wanted freedom for her loved ones and friends, too. She soon returned to the South to lead her niece and her niece's children in Philadelphia via the Underground Railroad. At one point, she wanted to bring her husband, John North, but he'd remarried. So left her remarried and chose to stay in Maryland with his new wife. You know, again, as I read this and study this, it's just amazing. Here, Harriet gives herself to a man, a free black man, and then their marriage doesn't go well. He abused her, doesn't treat her well, and then threatens to sell her into slavery. And then she escapes with her two brothers, but they choose to go back to slavery. Again, this shows you whether the color of your skin, white or black or brown, we're all human beings. It reminds me of the story of the Israelites in the desert, right after Moses had freed them. All they did is complain and gripe. Oh, aren't there enough graves in Egypt? You had to take us out in the desert to die? I long to go back to my slave, to the plantation, to where at least we had food in our, in our bellies. At least we had meat to eat from. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why Harry Tubman is such a great leader. She was a woman of values, a woman of vision. A woman who, who understood who she was, who understand that God gave us inalienable rights. They don't come from government. They come from God. Every, my, every man, has, woman has the right to be free, to be safe, to know that they're special, to know that they matter. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are take a look at a special leader, a powerful woman, a woman of God, a woman of vision, and a great leader, Ms. Harriet Tubman. We'll be back in three minutes.
3: I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Denver Grove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe, and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So, Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. I love that about working with Invergrove Hyundai. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with.
1: Every new Hyundai comes with America's Best Warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Choose from an amazing variety of new Hyundais and experience the incredible customer satisfaction for yourself at
3: Invergrove Hyundai, online at invergrovehyundai.com. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at LikeItMatters.net. That's LikeItMatters.net.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today, celebrating Black History Month today, celebrating the qualities that make leaders great, we are talking about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, great, great leader, powerful woman, incredible uh, impact she had on so many people's lives, those that she met and those that would live hundreds of years after her. Uh, incredible woman. She was known for abolitionist causes, Civil War work, civil rights. Uh, her b- birth name was Araminta Ross, uh, Araminta Green. Harriet Ross and Harriet Ross Tubman. She was known as Moses by some. Uh, Benjamin Ross was dad uh, and Harriet Green was mom. She died on March tenth, 1913 in Auburn, New York. Uh, She had one child, adopted child called Gertie. uh, And uh, one of her, her most famous quotes, I reasoned this out in my mind. There was one of two things I had a right to, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other, for no man shall take me alive. So awesome. And, boy, was she a gun-toter, too. She believed in the Second Amendment. She carried around her shotgun. Uh, Sometimes it was to scare off those that would come after her. But also sometimes uh, it was to uh, keep people she was helping uh, going. Because sometimes they'd get, uh, uh, um, I don't know, cold feet. They'd get scared. Uh, and then they, they uh, want to go back. Uh, I remember as I was reading, one of her famous quotes was that uh, she said, quote, this is her quote, dead Negroes tell no tells. Uh She was afraid that if she was starting to take some people to slavery and then they got cold feet and went back, she would tell people about them. And then it would keep her from helping other people. Uh, some of her quotes, she said, if you hear the dogs, keep going. If you see the torches in the woods, keep going. If they're shouting after you, keep going. Don't ever stop. Keep going. If you want a taste of freedom, keep going. Wow. What a great picture. Now, she actually lived that. With dogs chasing her, lights coming after people screaming at her. But what a great lesson for leadership. That's what I'm so impressed as I study about her. She was a God-fearing, God-loving woman. She was a dreamer. She had perseverance, she had determination, she wasn't highly educated, but she was a woman of wisdom, woman of understanding. She said, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, the passion to reach for the stars, to change the world. She said, God's time is always near. He gave me strength and he set the North Star in the heavens. He meant I should be free. Ah, so powerful. So powerful, and she said, "Many of those coming from the mainland are very destitute, almost naked. She said, "I am trying to find places for those able to work and provide for them as best as I can, so as to lighten the burden on the government as much as possible while at the same same time they learn to respect themselves by earning their own living. Isn't that incredible? Here she was uh looking out for the government." She was still a proud American. She still wanted to help the country that even treated her so poorly. Man, that is so, so powerful. And how many people don't have that same ability today? So Tubman's organizing ability was crucial. This is, by the way, from ThoughtCo.com. Tubman's organizing ability was crucial to her work with the Underground Railroad, a network of opponents of slavery that helped fugitive slaves escape. Tubman was only five foot tall, but she was smart and strong and carried a rifle. She used it not only to intimidate pro-slavery people, but also to keep slaves from backing out. She told any who seemed ready to leave that, quote, dead Negroes tell no tales about the railroad. When Tubman first reached Philadelphia, she was under the law of the time, a free woman, but passage of the Fugitive Slave Act in 1850 made her a wanted fugitive again. All citizens were ob- obligated to aid in her recapture, so she had operated quietly. But she soon became known throughout abolitionist circles and freedmen's communities. After the Fugitive uh, Slave Act passed, Tubman began guiding her Underground Railroad passengers to Canada, where they could be truly free. From 1851 through 1857, she lived parts of the year in Saint Catharines, Canada, and Auburn, New York, where many anti-slavery citizens lived. In addition to her twice-yearly trips to Maryland to help slaves escape, Tubman developed her oratorical skills and began speaking publicly at anti-slavery meetings and by the end of the decade, women's rights meetings. A prize had been placed on her head. At one time, it was as high as $40,000. We're talking about 1850 time frame. That was a lot of money. I don't know if it was in the millions, but that's a lot of money. She was never betrayed. An incredible God had his hand on her. Tubman freed three of her brothers in 1854, bringing them to St. Catharines. In 1857, Tubman brought her parents to freedom. Uh, They couldn't take Canada's climate, so she sold them on land she bought in Auburn with the aid of abolitionist supporters. Earlier, she had returned to rescue her husband, John Tubman, ex-husband, I should say, only to find he'd remarried and wasn't interested in leaving. Just, again, so impressed with her. Tubman earned money as a cook, a laundress, but she also received support from public figures in New England, including key abolitionists. She was supported by Susan B. Anthony, William Seward, member Seward's Follies, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Horace Mann, the Alcotts, including educator Bronson Alcott and writer Louisa May Alcott, William Still of Philadelphia, and Thomas Garrett of Wilmington, Delaware. Some supporters used their homes as underground railroad stations. Again, so impressive. I did not know this, but in 1859, when John Brown was organizing a rebellion, he believed would end slavery, he consulted Tubman. She supported his plans at Harper's Ferry. Remember that? Harper's Ferry, the rebellion. They raised funds in Canada and recruited soldiers. She intended to help him take the army at Harper's Ferry, Virginia, to supply guns to slaves they believed would rebel against their enslavement but she became ill and wasn't there. Brown's raid failed, and the supporters were killed or arrested. She mourned her friend's death and continued to hold Brown as a hero. Uh, Tubman's trip to the South, as, quote, Moses as she became known for leading her people to freedom, ended as the southern states began to secede, and the U.S. government prepared for war. Once war started, Tubman went south to assist with contrabands who were escaped slaves attached to the Union Army. The next year, the Union Army asked Tubman to organize a network of scouts and spies among black men. She led forays to gather information and persuade slaves to leave their masters. Many joined regiments of black soldiers. In July 1863, Tubman led troops commanded by Colonel James Montgomery in the Combahee River Expedition, disrupting southern supply lines by destroying bridges and railroads and freeing more than 750 slaves. General Rufus Saxton, who reported the raid to Secretary of War Edwin Stanton, said this is the only military commander in American history wherein a woman, black or white, led the raid and under whose inspiration it was originated and conducted. Some believe Tubman was allowed to go beyond women's traditional boundaries because of her race. Again, what a powerful, incredible leader. What a powerful woman who happens to be black. Tubman, believing she was employed by the U.S. Army, spent her first paycheck on building a place where freed black women could earn a living doing laundry for soldiers. But she wasn't paid regularly or given rations she believed she deserved. She received only $200 in three years of service, supporting herself by selling baked goods and root beer, which she made after she completed her regular duties. After the war, Tubman never got her back military pay. When she applied for a pension with the support of Secretary of State William Seward, Colonel T.W. Higginson, and Rufus, her application was denied. Despite her service and fame, she had no official documents to prove she had served in the war. And after the war, Tubman established schools for freedmen in South Carolina. She never learned to read and write, but she appreciated the value of education and supported efforts to educate former slaves. She later returned to her home in Auburn, New York, which was her base for the rest of her life. She financially supported her parents and her brothers and their families moved to Auburn. Her first husband died in 1867 in a fight with a white wh- white man. In 1869, she married Nelson Davis, who had been a slave in North Carolina, but served as a Union Army soldier. He was often ill, probably with tuberculosis, and frequently couldn't work. Tubman welcomed several children into her home, raising them as her own, and supported impoverished former slaves, financing her efforts through donations and loans. I got to tell you, I am such a better person having done a little bit of research. This is a great leader. I don't care the color of her skin. I don't care what bathroom she used. She had so much pressure put on her. She was treated unfairly. She was treated unjustly. She was put down. She was uh, abused by people who were supposed to be taking care of her. She was abused by family and friends. Even once, she attempted to help, but she never gave up. She never gave up. That's the quality of a great leader. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
7: In this latest ad for Early Bird Electric, we're going to discuss phones. Why would we want to talk about phones for an ad for Early Bird Electric? It's because the phones at Early Bird lack a certain feature. They don't have a hold button. When you call 612-THE-BIRD, Early Bird Electric guarantees you won't be placed on hold because they can't. No button, no hold. Early Bird Electric feels the customer is the most important aspect of their business, so no hold. No way. Call 612-THE-BIRD. First-time customers receive a free service call with repair. Or call
0: 612-THE-BIRD. Freedom 1570 makes it easy to hear an informed and thoughtful perspective on the day's top stories. Look us up on your favorite streaming app or listen at freedom1570.com. Bringing liberty and truth.